It's really hard to project success. However, success does leave some clues. And as we discuss often on the show, many NFT projects are like startup companies. And when I'm doing my marketing circles, listening to different podcasts and hearing speakers, there's advice that often comes up is that startup companies should not be centered around a product that could just become a feature within one of the big tech companies. So today we're going to discuss how Microsoft and Google are about to put a lot of startup companies out of business. And of course, what NFT teams should learn from it. Hello, I'm Taj, digitally known as Tropic Vibes, the host of Nifty Business, where we highlight NFTs and explore Web 3.0 as we move from pure speculation to creating real-world value. So the AI wars are heating up. I'm no Nostradamus. However, I did say I fully expect Microsoft to integrate AI into Word, PowerPoint, and all their suites. After they put their $10 billion investment into OpenAI, it just seemed like that was the next logical step. Honestly, never crossed my mind about the whole search capabilities and just revamping Bing. However, I saw Word and everything else as just being the next logical step. And of course, last week, both Microsoft and Google announced that they're doing exactly that. Microsoft has Word, PowerPoint, Excel, then Google has basically the same things. They have Docs, Sheets, Slides, and so forth. Their email suites, Gmail versus Outlook. There's a lot of things that they have in common. However, this competition is going to heat up in the area of AI. And a lot of it got overshadowed by GPT-4 being announced. However, at the same time, both of these tech giants were announcing that they were integrating everything into their softwares. But you might be wondering, well, what does it have to do with NFTs? Why should Web3 teams even care about this? Why am I covering this on this show? Well, since ChatGPT was released about three or four months ago, a lot of startup companies started to roll out their own GPT integrations, all sorts of different apps that help people write copy, blogs, emails, and these software companies were supposed to be the next big thing. If you are following any marketing newsletters or anything of that nature, you have been bombarded over the last month or so with training courses and tools telling you this is the next big thing. AI is going to make you a million dollars and how this person went from $10,000 overnight and all sorts of things. This is just absolutely filling up my mailbox right now. And there's so many of them coming out. It's just ridiculous. Everyone's an AI expert at this point. They all have their little tools and softwares that they're selling testimonials up the wazoo, everyone saying that this is the best thing. It has changed their life. Then overnight, just like that, Google and Microsoft announced that they're going to integrate all of those things into their platform. So it makes a lot of those things obsolete. As content creators, we're constantly thinking of new things. And even many big publications have been caught using AI to write some of their articles and what have you. But I'll tell you a few ways that I use AI. I use MidJourney to do things like put an idea I have into an image so that way I could share it on social media because a lot of the time just text doesn't do justice. So of course, pictures speak a thousand words. So with my little tweet, I might put out an image. If I did not create that myself using Canva or Affinity, one of the other softwares, I tend to put it in mid journey, just get something really quick, just to convey an idea. It's not like a graphic that I'm trying to sell or anything. I just want to put an idea out. Then if I'm scraping for data and what have you, I will use ChatGPT and Bing and all those different services to try to find information. But then you have a whole bunch of websites and marketplaces that are set up with Excel tools that will help you to write formulas and so forth. All that's going to be replaced by this AI stuff that's going to be directly integrated. I have a bunch of different tools and plugins into my Gmails that reminds me to reply to certain things or sends out on delayed and so forth. But all this is going to be directly built in right now. So that's going to be pretty crazy to see all of that replaced. So when I'm looking at NFT teams as startup companies, 
have to remember that we're creating different things in this space and we're building and we're seeing how we're going to integrate it. And also as collectors, we're evaluating, well, which team is most likely to succeed and accomplish their goals and be around in 10 years and so forth. All this does play into a factor because a lot of teams are building what could be features. And I like to think of even, let's say, the video game industry, right? As we're seeing right now, these Web3 gaming companies are not very good at building games. They understand tokenomics and all sorts of different things. But just imagine those companies going up against any of the other manufacturers, say EA, Ubisoft, or going head to head with like Roblox or Nintendo or something of that nature, or one of those companies that have all this experience and success building games. Well, what if they just decide to start to integrate tokens? That is a completely different thing. So the token itself cannot be the main feature, the selling point. The game has to be the selling point. Positioning themselves as the next best thing just because they're using NFTs and video games is a terrible idea. Then you have some video gating platforms. You need to be a token holder in order to access that video and so forth. Well, what's stopping Netflix, Zoom, YouTube, StreamYard, or any video related platform to token gate what they already have? So a company that is entirely built on that idea that they're going to token gate videos, well, that could be an issue because there's already existing infrastructure out there, platforms and apps that people are already using. They've been very familiar with it, especially in the pandemic. So rather than launching a complete company, all they have to do is hire some coders to go search through the open source repositories and then make that a token gated system, add that feature in. So that's the whole thing of not building a feature and actually building a product or a company. I've spoken about Spotify has token gating playlists. So a startup with their entire idea of being a token gated playlist might have a lot of problems because they're going to be competing directly with Spotify and millions of people ready to listen to music there. I know a lot of people are thinking of token gating ticket solutions for concert tickets and movie tickets and so forth. But what's to stop AMC theaters or Ticketmaster, StubHub or any of these from also adopting Web3 technology? So when I'm saying all this, I'm not saying don't build anything in Web3 because you're not going to be able to compete with the big boys. What I'm saying is when a company is looking at this stuff and evaluating what Microsoft and Google are doing right now in this whole AI space, really has only been a couple of months. And I can think of countless people that are leaving their jobs to go start AI startups and what have you. And they're doing all this stuff. And I think it's absolutely amazing. But just like that, overnight, they proved that whatever they were starting or whatever they were building could be replaced with a flick of a switch. The people already using Google Suites and Microsoft Office and all of these things. So once they add those features in, well, why are they going to go to those startups? Why are they going to take on another piece of software when they're already using Word, they're already using other things? It might be, let's say it is 10% better. Well, that's not revolutionary. That's not enough to have someone actually learn some new software, have another bill and switch their whole team or workflow over to something new. If integrating AI into what they already use is good enough, well, it's going to be a very hard sell. And that's what the challenge is when these teams are putting together their idea and building out is trying to create the quote unquote walled garden. That is the sacred thing within software. Of course, the best example of that is what Apple has done. The walled garden that they have within the Apple ecosystem, that whole iOS and everything, it all links together. It works great. The entry point, everyone gets their little iPhone. And then before you know it, they have a Mac. They have an iPad, Apple TV, Apple Music, iBooks, and you name it. They have the full suite of everything that Apple creates. And the more money people spend, the deeper they go down that rabbit hole, the harder it is for them to switch. So even if another company comes out and creates something that's, I don't know, let's say 25, 30% better, it is a lot harder to get that Apple user to then switch because they've already invested so much 
into that ecosystem. They have all their apps. They have their software. They have hardware. They have accessories. They have cables and ports and all these different things. And that is what a walled garden is. So that is really the goal of a lot of startups and how they're trying to do that. So as far as these NFT teams, Web3 teams that are starting up and just thinking, okay, well, we're going to release these tokens and we're going to do whatever it is. Well, understanding that if there's another big player within that space that is already doing that exact same thing, but they just don't have token gating, that might be a very tough battle to fight because Think of anything that you use on a regular basis. And you might think, I can think of a Web3 version of that. I want to roll that out. But then they might not think of the fact that that application could probably add token gating for just a couple thousand dollars. So whether it is that you're investing into these startups or you're trying to start something out yourself, I just think that is something that really should be paid attention to. Watch what's happening right now in the AI wars and take the lessons from this. So hopefully you found that interesting and helpful. Love to hear your thoughts and comments. I'd greatly appreciate it if you left me a rating or review on whichever podcast app there you're listening to this. Not only does it help the show in the searches, but also it helps me to create better content. But as usual, I just want to thank you for taking time to listen to this as we're learning and building Web3 together. So until next time, later. The Nifty Business Show is not investment advice. It provides insights and information within the space. As with anything, please do your own research before making a decision whether you're making an investment or a purchase.